Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. I kind of really want to eat some egg salad, which is weird, but... It's not good. I've been craving eggs like crazy. I'm craving your eggs. I don't even know what that means. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we watch something I like, but I can't believe you made me watch. Uh, you made me watch The Private Eyes. And? I actually enjoyed it. I thought you had. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty silly. It actually, like, still holds up. Like, I mean, some of the jokes are lame, but Don Knotts is delightful. <laughs> and um, is it Tim Conway? It is. Is good as the, like, kind of second banana, I guess. He's actually been called the best second banana in the business. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, he was great. It's funny that you use that exact term. <laughs> Yeah, no, this was fun. I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, oh, it was the daughter the whole time. And I was right, but I did not expect the twist, which is that the Lord is alive. Yeah, Lord Marley. Lord Marley. So basically, um, the- Morley, sorry. Morley, like Morley candy. Mm -hmm. The plot is that- The plot is convoluted. Is very convoluted. There's a- death of a wealthy lord and lady that's deemed suspicious. Yes. And a letter is sent to these private eyes that says, please investigate my death. Signed, Lord Marley. <laughs> like, yeah. how How could that be possible? He was dead. He couldn't have written that letter. Um, lord Marley, by the way, is played by Fred Stuffman, who is mostly known for doing dramas. Like, he's in Escape from Alcatraz with mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. And he's in Marathon Man. Mm, okay. the, uh, have you ever seen that? With, no. Is it safe? Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah. No, and he's no. also in Networks. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he died a couple years after this came out, unfortunately. Mm. That's too bad. This was one of his last roles. Well, he was great. Yeah. So Don Knotts and Tim Conway show up and they're like, we're here to investigate a murder. And they're like, there it, there wasn't a murder, it was an accident. And he's like, well, that's not what we were sent by the Scotland Yard to investigate the murder. And they're like, all right, whatever. So the whole like house staff is super suspicious because the daughter, their, their adopted daughter, is like, I think someone wants me dead because I get everything now that they're dead and... If I'm gone, then it all gets distributed evenly among the staff. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. She 
like, killed her parents and is trying to, you know, frame the staff. Right. To get them out of her hair so she can just take off. Uh, which is essentially what has happened. But the, the <laughs> so throughout the movie, like the staff keeps showing up dead, but like they would see the body. They'd be like, oh, my God, we have to go get, you know, the what's her face. I don't even know what her name is. The daughter. The daughter. Uh, Phyllis. They're like, we have to go get Phyllis and show her. And by the time they return, the body's always gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like, yeah, whatever. There's not a dead body. Like nobody's dead. Yeah, they go through the whole house staff. Everybody seems to be murdered. But then there's a scene where, like, Don Knotts and Tim Conway go into the, like, torture dungeon. That, you know, how lords and ladies have those. (laughs) And Don Knotts gets stuck in a contraption that it's like he's stuck to a chair that's being pulled up a table. And there's axes chopping at the end. So he's like, oh, you know, Tim Conway, go get something to cut the rope on this so that I can get out. And so he's trying to like rest, like wrestle a (laughs) a, suit of armor, a suit of armor for an ax. And it's not really working out. And the shadow person that they kind of keep seeing, just like a person in a cloak who I thought was the woman, but was not like at one point comes out and like freeze him really fast and then disappears. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting turn that they didn't let him die. And yeah, I don't then, think anyone's actually going to die in this movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's okay. That's weird. Although there actually are a, a few deaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lady Morley actually does die. And for some reason, there's a skeleton of a Santa Claus. Yeah, that was confusing. I'm like, did Santa Claus get stuck there and die? Or did they pay someone to be Santa Claus? That's what I gathered. Like, they paid someone to be Santa Claus and then they forgot <laughs> when he didn't show up. Yeah. Something something weird happened. I don't know. There, It's a lot of like, oh, you know, there's like all these secret passageways. And, you know, that's actually pretty common in a lot of like old – because it's like this huge castle, basically. Yeah. It's um, – first of all, it's weird that they work for Scotland Yard. And As I'm Americans. Like, yeah. And I'm like, where is this movie taking place? Great question. It's an actual house in North Carolina. It's uh, William Amherst Vanderbilt Cecil owns it. It's the Biltmore Estate. Oh. And all of that- Was there. With the exception of one thing, Mm -hmm. was actually there. I believe it. The only thing that wasn't was when the um, butler, who is played by- um, Charles, is it Charles Fox? Uh, Bernard Fox. Okay. Charles Fox writes music. Uh, Bernard Fox, who people probably know best, at least I know him best as Dr. Bombay from Bewitched. Oh, okay. And then he was also in Hogan's Heroes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a MASH. Oh, uh, nice. Or in the MASH movie, I think. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then, you know, later on in life, he's in The Mummy. The Brendan Fraser one. Oh, and stuff. cool! But when he dies, he's in a chair, mm-hmm. and Tim Conway is supposed to watch him, and the wall flips around, yeah. and stuff. So that was the only thing that was built for the movie. Was the wall flipping around? And the the dude who owned the Biltmore Estate was like, "No, I like that. I'm going to keep it." <laughs> so, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, 
That's funny. So in a lot of like castles and big mansions and stuff, there's usually like secret doors and stuff like that because that's meant for like the servants to pass through and remember when I thought there was a secret passage between our two bathrooms and I was like, no, check it out. It doesn't add up. And then we went into the hallway and it totally adds up. Yeah. You're like, there's something in between here. I'm like, I don't think there is. And you were like, yeah, no, there is. There's like a ton of room in between them. I'm like, they're okay. And then we looked and you were like, I never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honey. Yeah, that's actually really cool that that all was just there because I'm like, huh, that's pretty neat because I see that all the time in like older like movies and stuff or like movies that are set in houses like that where they have like, they're like, oh, you know, what's this? I'm like, it's a fucking servant passages. Like that shit is supposed to be there. It's not a mystery. I think the production company had to get a multi-million dollar insurance policy in order to shoot there too. I'm sure they did because that was a big ass house. Yeah. God, it was so like, I feel like when they pull up to it, you could say, is this a hotel? Like, that's how mm-hmm. huge, that's how absolutely humongous it is. I, I had a good time watching it. I mean, I it reminded me a little bit of Clue. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, you can stay there, though. Like, uh, it does operate as a uh, hotel. As well as a house? I guess. Or maybe they just converted it into a hotel because they're like, what the hell are we going to do with this giant-ass house? Yeah. Because it's, it's, ser- it's seriously so big. I just started watching the um, Cecil Hotel limited series mm-hmm. on Netflix. And for some reason, that house made me think of... Because like, they show a bunch of the like layouts of the Cecil. And I'm like, damn, that could... This is bigger than that fucking hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's enormous. So, um, other movies that were shot there, uh, Patch Adams with Robin Williams, uh, My Fellow Americans, the one with James, uh, Jack Lemmon is the president, Forrest Gump, he's running across America. And he runs past that, yeah. Richie Rich. Yep. That's where, uh, Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin lives. Last of the Mohicans. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm surprised that more movies weren't shot there. Like, going back to the 50s, like mm-hmm. The Swan with Grace Kelly. Oh, wow. Was shot there and stuff like that. But. I wonder if it's, um, like, their film incentives were removed or something. Yeah, maybe in North Carolina. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's the only thing. I, or maybe Moved they changed yeah. and something. Because I, man, I miss the film incentives here. Really wish they would bring them back. Because it was, it was cool to run into, like, famous people in random places. Yeah, I, I guess after living in LA, living in LA, <laughs> they shot a whip. Whiplash, was it whip? Yeah. Was it whip? No, it's whip it, not whiplash. Whiplash right. was the drummer. drummer. One, yeah, yeah. They they shot whip it, and my friend Amy was working in downtown uh, Ann Arbor, and Alia Shawcat came in. And she was like, oh, my God. She freaked out because she watched her on Arrested Development. Do you think she was there looking for clues to find a missing girl? (laughs) I hope not. We just watched uh, Search Party. And, God, it's such a crazy, demented show. It's so good. So, Erwin Keyes, who plays the uh, 
servant that had his tongue cut out. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he opens his mouth at one point in time and you clearly see You can clearly tongue. see that he has a tongue, yeah. Uh, He's just kind of holding it back. <laughs> we will see him again oh, no. uh, in Flintstones. Oh, hell yeah. Because I'm gonna. And uh, Warriors when- you make I, me watch uh, that. Make you watch that. And Rob Zombie used him in House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. He's a, um, you know, he did, he was like a reoccurring actor on the Jeffersons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, he's in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> nice. And, uh, he, yeah, he's just this character actor who still works and is one of those people who has a reputation of being absolutely lovely. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't still work because he died, but he worked yeah, up I, until the end. Yeah, I know what end. you mean. Yeah. How was that for a cover-up? Oh, <laughs> As God. I scrolled and I was like, yeah, I don't think he's worked in a few years. That was a good cover-up, actually. Proud of you. I want you to know, too, that um, the Asian servant, I'm not quite sure what his job was there, other than to be a stereotype. Yeah. Um, John Fujioka mm-hmm. played him. I love the American Ninja movies growing up, mm-hmm. and I just want you to know that I do have boundaries for the movies I will make you watch for this podcast. Okay. And the only way I would make you watch American Ninja would be if we've done like 200 episodes <laughs> and I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. So, okay. You All know, right. As much as I really, you know, Doug, Mike, Michael Dudikoff, who is the American, American Ninja, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I won't. But he's also in Mortal Kombat, and isn't that one of the movies that you really like? Yes, it is. And I've never seen it, so I'm, I suppose oh, you're you'll gonna probably watch end it. up making me watch it. Yeah. So one of the people that I recognized was the woman who played Nanny Grace. Or sorry, yeah, played Nanny. Her name is Grace Zabriskie. Yes. And I'm like, where have I seen her from? In a ton of shit. It turns out. Um, She's like a quintessential mom. She is. Because she has, like, very distinct eyes. Like, they're very stunning Mm -hmm. and round and blue. And she's, you know, she knows what she's doing (laughs) when she wants to look scary. Yep. By using using her eyes and, you know, to look just kind of doe-eyed as well. Anyway, so she... I'm like, man, where have I seen her? And so I, like, looked at her IMDb. And one of the things that she was that made me laugh so hard was she was on Seinfeld as so George Costanza gets engaged to this woman named Susan Ross and he kind of doesn't he ends up of course not really wanting to get married and so after so she ends up dying <laughs> on the show because she's licking envelopes oh yeah for their wedding her so she plays her mom. Wow. So she's in a bunch of episodes after that because yeah. he has to sit on the foundation. And so she's always, <laughs> she's in it. It's so funny. This is kind of neat trivia about her, too. She grew up in New Orleans and her dad opened uh, Lafitte's, which is like this, you know, kind of like well known historic bar uh-huh. because it's where like Tennessee Williams, Gord Vidal, and Truman Capote all hung out. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. She's also um, the mom in Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. That's the other thing that I knew her from because I'm like, man, what is she from? She plays, um, who's the 
dead girl's name. What's her name? Oh, Laura. Laura Palmer. Okay. She plays Sarah Palmer, Laura Palmer's mom. Oh, okay. I've never even seen Twin Peaks. You haven't? No. Oh. I think this is nice, too. Uh, Susie Mandel, who plays, like, the French maid in Mm -hmm. this, quit show business in 1996 because so many of her friends had died of AIDS. And she uh, has devoted her life to um, AIDS activism. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Apparently, she did uh, softcore porn. Nah, you do yeah. what you gotta do. Well, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's whatevs. I thought this was amazing because this movie came out in 1980. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, uh, Don Knotts and Tim Conway stop at a gas station. And there's an old codger pumping gas. Yeah. And I was like, that looks like blue from old school. Is it? But there's no way it could be because he looks exactly the same. The same. And Old School came out like 30 years after this. Uh Uh-huh. It's Patrick Crenshaw. It's the exact same person. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my. It is. He's always looked like that. Oh, my God. He sure has. And he didn't die all that long ago. He passed away in... 2005 yeah well you know 16 years ago but i mean you would you wouldn't think that he would have lived that long right he was born in 1919 i know yeah (sighs) guy was around forever Mm -hmm. it's funny too i bet he always i bet he always kind of played older roles and stuff because i was reading a vice article Maybe it was Vulture. I I don't know. I was reading an article today about character actors, mm-hmm. and um, it was something like the 38 best character actors, and Dale Dickey was one of them. Uh-huh. And she was talking about how she just kind of has a weathered face, and she's been playing 50-year-olds since she was 20. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Or it's kind of like when we saw William Hickey in- um, was it Sentinel that we saw him in? Yes, and he yeah. Looked Aside same. from the fact that his hair was a little bit darker, yeah, I was like, "Oh, you always look dead." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me get the keys. Yes, <laughs> I can pick this lock. Oh, you know my William Hickey isn't terrible. That was, I. It's one of your better impressions. You are so mean. <laughs> what? I'm not, I'm being encouraging. That's so mean. I am proud of you. You're doing a great job. That's so hurtful. You're, you're being too sensitive. Let me gaslight you. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. What's that? You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. There you go. You got it that time. I think we have to lower our voices because the bee is starting to stir. I think he's stirring because he doesn't like the fact that you don't like my William Hickey imitation. Or he didn't like your William Hickey imitation. (laughs) Stop being hurtful. Which is more feasible? Tell me now. You said (laughs) the most right on thing (laughs) after we got done watching the movie. Was it that I totally understood your humor? 
Yes. So every time they find a body, there's like a note attached. <laughs> and it's usually a rhyme, except for the last word that's supposed to end on a rhyme doesn't. <laughs> I know. As soon as that happened the first time I looked at you and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like this, I felt like I understood you so much more. Absolutely. After watching this movie, I'm like, well, this explains so much. Tim Conway co-wrote this, and uh, I've always been a huge Tim Conway fan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm glad that you liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this was fun doing uh, this and Haunted Honeymoon back to back. Yeah, it was. Right. You were right. It was a good companion. Movie. All right. Well, I can't wait to disappoint each other next week and yes. the week after. Same. All right. Thank you so much for listening to You Made Me Watch. Don't know if it's on mic or not, but there's a baby crying, so we're cutting this one short. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.